Oh, we're on to season five, and thank goodness I don't have to come up with any more somewhat clever cold opens, so I'm just going to give it to Shane. It's his problem now. Uh, you know, I have nothing prepared, so I'm going to throw it over to Greg, our guest. I call the big one bitey. Now let's give it up for Table 5! Ah, 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 Table 5, Table 5, ah, 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 Table 5! Table 5! Ah, yes, new season, new little jingle, but uh, a familiar voice, our boy Greg Howe. Coming up with a great uh, great line from Season 4. Perfect little segue into Season 5. Greg, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I seem to be lucking out on getting all the really, really, really memorable episodes. It's because we love you. Uh, yeah, well, starting it off right. Exactly. You're a big fan just like us, so uh, we love to have you on for these, these special ones. This one, um, very, very special because we're like, Shane and I, kind of kind of talked about at the end of season four how like take a moment soak it in because this is like the meat of the golden years we're right in here i almost said golden girls the meat of the golden <laughs> girls I something very different but we are right in the thick of things here now into the the classic age um of the simpsons and i gotta ask like right off the bat what did you guys think because it starts with homer's barbershop quartet here what did you guys think of this episode when you first saw it as a kid? I'm very curious as what your impressions were. I'll let our guests go first. When I first saw this episode, I remember it was when I was watching. Uh, it was one of those after school years where I was watching it underneath the uh, the table in my living room uh, on Omni One. And I your remember your parents didn't let you sit on the couch. Well, no, I would I would choose to sit under the table. I don't know what it was, but I would lay underneath the table, and it was a, it was a memorable Safe experience. Under yeah, I guess so. Um, I when I first saw this episode, I I I kind of wrote it off because I was a kid, and I was like, "Oh, this music doesn't appeal to me," and it was not, it wasn't really that like funny. And I didn't understand like what the I didn't understand the reference to the Beatles, so it didn't really hit me because I was only about nine when I when I first saw this. So, uh, I I would say that now with all of the all of the research and being a classic rock lover, I now think that this episode is probably one of the top Simpsons episodes with the Beatles references and the George Harrison. Uh, uh cameo in there which is top 10 in my books but uh yeah when i was a kid i didn't really think anything of it i just thought well it's just another simpsons episode yeah i think i would have to kind of echo that in that like i remember watching this probably around the same age like eight nine something like that i remember my dad being like can you believe like George? They got George Harrison to do that, and you know, I'm like, who the hell is George Harrison? I don't know who this exactly. person is. I didn't understand that this is like a parody of the rise of the Beatles, and and how basically like the first five episodes of season five are all parodies of certain things, um, for the most part. And so yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really understand that. I thought it was kind of funny that Homer was in a like just in a band and like you, it was another one of those things where you travel back in time to see the history of the, of the family. Um, but this is kind of where 
actually, you know, actually, Shane, share your sentiments because then I'm I'm going to talk about something else. But what did you think when you first saw this? Do you remember? Uh, so when I first saw it, I wasn't a huge Beatles fan. I still really I'm I'm not. There's a few songs that I I do enjoy, but I'm not like a fanatic. Um, so when I first saw it, not much. Then when I hit high school, I sat next to this girl who was like super into Beatles. So then I did my own research into the Beatles so that I'd have something to talk about. <laughs> ah, the classic. And then, uh, yeah. And then I, I really actually enjoyed the episode more after that because I understand I understood most of the references. Um, it always kind of bugged me that Homer can sing, even though it's kind of been established that as soon as he hit puberty, he couldn't. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good point. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. With that great scene in the choir. <laughs> he's uh he's singing at the top of his lungs and then uh, his voice cracks um but uh yeah overall this this is one of my favorite episodes i don't think it's like the funniest or anything like that i think i don't know it's kind of like really seldom is i guess the word i would use it's like really nice uh throwback episode um yeah it's really really catchy i also think that it's a great it's a great exploration into the Simpsons timeline how they can go from they can go from uh, just being like Homer's timeline is all over the place. So yes. it's just funny that like yeah. it's just another exploration into how the Simpsons timeline works where they kind of make it work around what the situation needs to be. Yeah, and like this is this is what I was going to say is that like it's just kind of the point in time where you really have to stop taking the timeline seriously because we're in season five now. Yeah. Bart and Le- no, but everyone's still the same age. Nothing has really changed in that aspect. And now all of a sudden, Homer has been in a band that's really supposed to only be two years before this. And so, like, this came out in September of 93, so it was like 91. But obviously, he wasn't. But at the same time, um, like, he's he's got this whole history with, like, Principal Skinner and. And, you know, he and Apu, obviously, maybe this is why they're best buddies, but the whole thing with Skinner. This is kind of the point, right, where you, you can't really take it seriously. You just take it on an episode-by-episode episode basis, right? Exactly. Like, that's kind of fair to say. Exactly. Yeah, and so this one, I am I like what Shane said there. There are some good moments and some great songs in this episode. I don't recall it being one of, like, the most funny episode, but it is a very well-written um, episode in that it's it's the story is just great and it is a um, relatively accurate without the drugs I guess kind of portrayal of the rise of the Beatles like this is kind of what happened to them right so it's it's kind of funny to see that play out I'm sure a lot of adults who grew up with the Beatles who were then in their you know 40s and when this came out would have thought this was really neat to see a cartoon absolutely yeah, yeah do yeah. that. Um, so based on that, let's go with our rankings now. So I'm going to give this one um, just uh, – I'm going to go with a 9. It's a solid A. Uh, there are some real good funny moments. It's just the story trumps the funny in this one, but the story strong enough that it gets to that point. Shane, what about yourself? I was feeling a 9.5. This is a really memorable episode for me for you know a couple of reasons. But overall, I just think it's one of the stronger episodes of this season. I'd say it's of the season. I would say it's probably going to be in my top five. Is it because of the songs? Like you said, there were some good songs. Is it because you sing like "Baby on Board" and stuff like that a lot? 
Oh yeah, it's super catchy, and just the whole. Um, I feel like the the vibe of the f the episode is so cool in the sense that it's like this this happened before all these characters are already kind of established and like, but all these characters got together and did this, and I don't know, just the whole vibe is just really positive and like cool at the same time, even though it's not overly funny. So I just have fond memories of this episode. Just the way it makes me feel is just super positive. True, I get that. Yeah, it has a neat beginning and how they kind of establish that Homer was in a band and they make fun of it at the end, poking fun of like, wait a minute, how does this make any sense in the grand scheme of things? So they're kind of poking fun <laughs> of themselves and basically kind of hitting it on the on the nose, be like, don't take this seriously. It's a cartoon. Or the it's been done. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. George Harrison even says it too, right? So, um, Greg, what about yourself? I'm I'm in the A. Shane's almost into A plus territory. Where are you at? I'm at a nine point six. Like I, I, even though it's the comedic material isn't there, I think that this was one of the episodes where The Simpsons first started flexing their ability to get guest stars. So, like George Harrison being a Beatle, like that's pretty that's pretty insane and i i believe when i watched it with my dad later on he was like what i didn't know they had a beetle on here and then there's two more one before and one after right exactly yeah and and look at the i guess when you're talking about flexing that muscle look what happened at the end of season four you came off in an episode with johnny carson exactly midler luke perry all those celebrities who were in that one and then you come right back with this and it still goes to the point that they were still fitting celebrities into the show but they weren't we said this many many times they do it in a way that they don't overwhelm us where it's not about them they fit nicely into the overall storyline uh, of the show so some pretty high rankings there i'm a little bit lower but i still i still also i would also say the reason for a 9.6 is that it is one of the most memorable episodes in simpsons hips history and the, i would agree and yeah. i will say that with Nick having a kid and Shane getting Nick a baby on board B Sharps uh, bumper sticker, like I just think in the realms of The Simpsons, like it's just one of the most memorable things, and it's most it's most often made into pop culture references. That's a good. Oh, you point. should post that on Simpsons underscore EB on Twitter. Yes, that, I that will. Photo. I'll post this along when we release this episode. Shane's wonderful. Came all the way from Spain. So for the wow. poor workers who are getting paid pesos or whatever they get paid in Spain, um, thank you for making that for me. It is now on the back of the car, and it looks wonderful. Um, well, let's let's go with some nostalgia. Let's take you back what happened over the summer of 1993 uh, before this episode uh, came out into September. Um, so this is the last season. Season 5 is the last season of The Simpsons aired on a Thursday night. Season 6, they'd switch over to their their Sunday night uh, slot, which they're still in to this day somehow, 30 years later. But this is the last time they aired on a uh, Thursday. Uh, so what happened over the summer? Up here in Canada, we had our first female prime minister, Kim Campbell. Remember her? She was prime minister for like eight days or something, and then she lost an election. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Eastern European countries, they were all still figuring out all those countries that used to be Russia that weren't Russia anymore. Um, in TV, you know what show made its debut over the summer? Power Rangers. Wow. Morphin That's Power huge. Rangers. Oh, man, I was so into Power Rangers. The you redub into... of a Japanese show. Yep. Yes. You guys into Power Rangers? Oh, I, I watched it growing up. It. Sure. I, I had a couple of toys. Hard into it. Yeah. Hard into it. Especially, I liked it when they had those uh, 
the meatball guy. What was that? What was the, the the two idiots who were always in there? And then they'd always uh, there was the big guy and then the skinny guy who looked like he was on Quaaludes. So, but that yeah, that was <laughs> I don't fun. recall this, but yeah, okay. Um, Letterman got his new show. Conan got his show over the wow. summer. Um, so can you believe that? In the span of about a year and a half of real time, the guy went from like a, a lower ranking writer on The Simpsons to having his own friggin' talk show. That's uh, nuts. And he's been doing super it. talented, yeah. you know, and made a lot of connections probably in his short time. Yeah, indeed. And then I'm sure there are a bunch of unfunny British shows that ran for like eight episodes that debuted. Uh, top selling video game uh, during the, the top two. Can you can you pick the top two? That were um, the top-selling video games on Super Nintendo that summer. Super Nintendo, Mario. Oh, summer of '93. It would be. It would have to be Mario. There's a Mario-related game. Is one of them. Yes, yes. Is it uh, Mario Kart? Yes, it was. Super Mario Kart was one of them. The other, Street Fighter II Turbo. Ooh, that's um, a good one. Okay. And the top-selling game on Sega Genesis, that stupid-ass Jurassic Park game. You look <laughs> oh. like a guy with a bear in a rocket launcher shooting oh, yeah. eggs and shit. That's a tough game. And yeah. it's also really, really bad. Um, in movies, everyone was going absolutely losing their minds for Jurassic Park. Also, Dennis the Menace came out, the live action oh, yeah. one. Free Willy. Um, Tom and Jerry the movie, which I think is where I got my love of Basset Hounds from with the obese dog that rides on a <laughs> skateboard. And uh, Harrison Ford with The Fugitive. Um, in music, Prince became a symbol. Uh, the original Guns and Roses split up. Uh, Michael Jackson was alleged to be a diddler for the first time. <laughs> and then on this day, September 30th, 1993, when this episode came out, what uh, future hard-hitting movie star had a number one song in the UK? Hard-hitting is your clue there. Mariah Carey was killing the US. What hard-hitting actor? I'm always terrible at these, Greg. Please help me. Well, was it was it Bruce Willis? Ooh, you're close, but think... Um, Think more uh, Sylvester Stallone. Think, think more fresh, like more new, more fresh. Ar- not hmm. it was it Arnold? No, fresh, hard hitting, big slapper, Will Smith. Hard hitting. Oh, Will, oh, Will Smith. Smith. Oh, DJ Jazz okay, okay. and, oh, and the Fresh God. Prince had the song "Boom, Shake the Room." That was oh, the t- my people God. in Britain. See, they were watching their horrible TV. They're listening to their ass Will Smith song. They didn't know what was going on. Eating beans all the time for breakfast. I would also like to add, in 1993, on a warm September 2nd morning, I was born. There you go. So four weeks <laughs> right before. So nice. you were in a little four-week-old Greg. His dad was eating pork rinds and holding him there watching this episode <laughs> when it came out. All right, enough nostalgia. Let's get to it. Season 5, Episode 1, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Alrighty, so we're on to the new season here in Season 5. The discs, they, they're a lot better that you don't have to sit through the animations when you click on a category, as they did in seasons three and four, uh, these cutesy little animations that are kind of neat to see once, but then they suck. But captions were hidden. I will never win an Emmy, which is hilarious because they went on to win, what, a lot. ten in a row or something after this? Something, yeah, something ridiculous like that. Just an insane Intro is modern unchanged family. from season four, right? Uh, yeah, there's nothing different about the the intro here. Everyone's still... The animation looks like it's still, like, in Season 2. Sure. Have yeah, you we'll guys seen the Lost intro? With the people standing at the bus stop? Uh, I have not. Is that, like... That's from... Season... That's the Season 1 intro, right? Yeah. It's a very... It's an older version. Yes. Oh. 
Well, we did. Uh, was that like just regular season one, or was that something it special? It was something that got cut out. Yeah, it oh, was like okay. Bart steals. It's when Bart steals the sign, right? The bus stop sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when he's flying by. I'll have to look that up. Oh, that's a decent that catch gag. They're all made of like. Uh... Oh yeah, take, take two. two. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, explosion. First there unnecessary explosion of the season. And the pass fire falling keg. down. Indestructible. That's one of the best couch kegs so far. Yeah, we got three. Strong. Three for the price of one. That's savings. Oh, yes. The swap meet. Yeah, a good old place to exchange somebody. One man person's garbage, another man person's been on garbage. Not not quite the same, uh, but you know, the Thanksgiving episode is similar to what was on there. Obviously not full of a bunch of random stuff, but... Oh, the banner, Lisa's uh, yeah. centerpiece thing, yeah. Ich bin, or, yeah oh, and then the JFK. Ich bin ein Springfield. Lucille Ball. Come on, Etsy, get on this. Someone in Etsy needs to make these. I just want to meet Bob coming. Oh, yes, the trading cards. Wow! Joseph of Arimathea. <laughs> I just, I want to know how they came up with this. Yeah, maybe like one of them went to like a, a church that actually did that to try like, to make religion yeah. cool. Like, you know what? That was probably it. Let's get out of here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is this the one where she's selling everything that's rare? Prisoner two four. Uh, not not Marge, but I think Mrs. Winfield is. Yeah. Oh, Prisoner two four six zero one. That's a uh, Les Misérables yeah. reference. Yes, yes. Still fits. For all the uh, theater loving Simpsons fans. Which is, and it's funny that oh, here it is. Here it is. Well, it's Mrs. Glick. Yeah. Junk. Junk. A number Superman one. number Superman one. one, yeah. The upside down kitty. Yep. Stradivarius. <laughs> Stradivarius. And we have Ringo Starr in the background. Yes, there he is. There's Ringo. A Beatles oh, yeah. call out. And dark. Yeah, and they're selling the uh, the boat picture as well. Yeah. yeah. And the dark side of the moon in the corner there. There's a little Spinal Tap record too. Yeah. That, uh, that's a nice, nice little uh, call. And a Bleeding Gums Murphy. Look at that. And Aerosmith in the top there. Oh, I didn't even notice the Aerosmiths. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how they got away with all that. Yeah, those are good little callbacks. And that's that's the album covers a parody of Meet the Beatles. Right? Yes, exactly. That's a pretty organic yeah. way to go into this episode. That's not bad. This is they really get really good in this season. Yeah. Segwaying like random nonsense that you wouldn't think would ever relate to the main storyline. In, in, yeah, in but not one. like in the same way Family Guy does it. This like no, like it actually yeah, makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. The story writing as the the golden years went on, I think, got so much better. Oh, this yeah, it was just, everything flows so naturally like this. Yeah. Joe Piscopo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I got it. I got it wrong because it's actually supposed to be 85. Yeah, not 91. And and Moe's Cavern. I always wondered when I was a kid, like, why does it say Moe's Cavern? And that's because a reference it was to the cavern. Yes, the, the where the Beatles played in Germany, right? In uh, yes, and also in England, they played at the Cave Club. Yeah, and they had 
Maybe just one person like Barney tossing underpants <laughs> at them. That ain't been popular since odd six, dag nabbit. Bart, why did I show you since odd six? Like a grizzled 1890s prospector. <laughs> How? That's got to be Swordswell or something crazy. How did they come up with that? I know. I love to say Odd Six and Hurt was seven years away. And no, there was no barbershop invasion of the 80s. No, and that's what I find funny that they like. <laughs> yeah. They can make up their own history. They, pro they probably thought about that. They're like, what's this, like, the stupidest type of music? <laughs> the balding fat ass? Uh, no, the Hindu guy. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Abe Simpson still hates Homer. Yeah, he's still embarrassed, even though he's kind of succeeding. Right after this song is over. What a friend. What a fiend. Yeah, some Bart's taken with the R. Yeah. Those pupils are too big. Yeah, there's some weird-looking pupils and people in general. Ned, there's an oil stain in the parking lot that looks just like St. Barnabas. St. Barnabas, who that is. Shop Quickie Martin It is funny, though, because they it's funny that they say it's 1985, but all of the characters look the same except for Homer. Yeah, Homer's still got his hair. Yeah. yeah. Homer's got the five head, but he's got hair. Management by Nigel. Stars discovered. Fortune's made. Hats blocked. And this is exactly how the big uh, Beatles did it with Pete. Yeah, they just drove him out to the woods. And Ringo Starr. Run along, boy. You're free now. <laughs> but I love it because he's a police officer. It's like, what? <laughs> I know, and why Why is he just all of a sudden acting like a dog? Two village people. Which is still the same length. Yeah, it's still pretty long. Is that is that a thing about Ringo? Did he have to change his name because of something like that? Well, his name is Zack Starkey, actually. Oh, yes. Oh, that's great. I love Grandpa's tuxedo. Yes. Oh, we should get our Scottish buddy Dave yeah. to sing this. Ach! Dun, dun. Oh, <laughs> okay, this is something I definitely didn't get when I was a kid. There is no yeah. words to this song, right? He's yeah, just singing he's the just theme singing from a summer place. From a summer place. <laughs> <laughs> there are some really yeah. good jokes in this episode. Yeah. If I could walk with the animals, talk with the animals, oh, and it's it's uh, Quimby. Good lord. Dr. Doolittle is Chief Wiggum. As if Barney could ever sing like this. So I wonder how hard this was for Castellaneta because he's got to do Homer and Barney yeah. and sing in both of their voices yeah. and then sing 
I'm assuming this is him singing as Barney, right? Because, it had to be overdubbed. Yeah, like, it, it had sounds to be Barney. Recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know who stole the plot for this? The little uh, kids show called Recess. Oh yes. Oh, with Mikey. If you remember, right? Mikey, Mikey. Yeah. They stole this. Yeah. And Mikey was um, what's his name? Who ends up in The Simpsons? The uh, the guy who comes to Bart's casino. He did the voice of Mikey when he was singing. Oh, did he? Robert Goulet. Robert yeah, Goulet. Robert Goulet. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No Homer's Club. And this is um, this pretty much is kind of what happened, right? Beatles fans were like, "Oh, they can't get rid of Pete," and then like Ringo played, and they loved him, right? Yeah, exactly. Why is the leprechaun guy there? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Barney doesn't stink. Barney is God. But this is like uh, John. It's, it's funny because they Barney becomes like John Lennon in the end, which is yeah, yeah. I didn't pay girls to scream. I love that random just cutaway of Mo hitting his. They cut to Mo and he hits his cheeks like that. Yeah. Handsome Homer Simpson plus three. I like it. We need a name that's witty at first, but that seems less funny each time you hear it. How about the How did they come up? Like, that description of the name is the perfect description. Of the Beatles? No, of the B Sharps. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I mean, what's funny is that the Beatles is not spelt like Beatles the instrument, but no, the beat. But beat, yeah. I love the look on Barney, how angry he is here. Oh, yeah. Which is he funny because Barney, Barney yeah. never gets that angry, so it's funny no. that they drew him like that. It's a bong. <laughs> yeah, and I did not get that. No, as a child. Right, man. I Even when Homer says that, like, I didn't get it. And now all of a sudden they're in like Arizona. <laughs> yeah, this is the funny thing about the Simpsons universe. It'll be a long time before your mother gets back with a tire. And the fact they make Marge go get this. Yes. <laughs> Twelve miles. That's so far. Something mid All of this just works. Yeah. Something mid eighties. I love this. Another thing that I was like, I don't understand. I just thought it was funny. Like when I was a kid, I didn't understand it. And there's the baby on board sticker. There you go. There it is. But the Al, the Al Capone Geraldo thing is that's like a fantastic reference for the times. I could have done a better job animating the banjo that's kind yeah. of playing. It looks like a mm. not a banjo, but it kind of is at the same time. Gentlemen, you've just recorded your first number one. Oh yes. yes. Wait till I tell Marge. Oh yes. Buffon <laughs> Betty. Buffon Betty. We want them to think they can. Well. If I explain it to Marge that way, I'm sure she'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he actually explains it to her I exactly know. that way. Come on, honey. It'll only be till we finish our tour of Sweden. Come. 
Was somebody in the Beatles married when they first kind of got big? Was somebody married? Well, John Lennon was married. Yes, that's right, yeah. John Lennon was married, and then his marriage fell apart. And that's why he went, that's why he got with uh, Yoko Ono. That's my boy Homer singing. Paul Harvey's on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. He immediately changes (laughs) it. I know, like, kind of who Paul Harvey is. Didn't he just, like, tell, like, random stories like this all the time? He's the first podcaster. <laughs> yes! Yeah, he, I forgot he pretty much was. Yeah, yeah. fighting the octopus, yeah. <laughs> he was a World War II. I got nothing against you. I just heard there was gold in your belly. I love how the squid's listening like he can understand, looking like he's understanding Captain McAllister. It's yeah, a very exactly. random cutaway. I love that cutaway. It's, it gets me every time because I forget about it. Homer, you're going to be famous. Yeah, but I'm not going to let it change our life. I'll be the same loving father I've always been. Hmm, have you seen Bart? I stuck him somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck him somewhere. Just a, a couple rocks on top of a laundry basket. Oh, <laughs> Give me the key. Man, this is a fast-paced episode, eh? Yeah, it is. Like, so oh, much yeah, is going, going on. JFK Airport. Question for a Pooh de Beaumarchais. Isn't it true that you're really an Indian? By the many arms of Vishnu, I swear it is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They found me on the men's room floor. Love <laughs> 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 the tear. <laughs> the single tear really sells it, yeah. Is that reputation justified? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Goodbye, my Tony Goodbye, my Coney Island. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, those character designs are scary. It looks like Reagan, though. Like, they did a pretty good job. It does, it does, yeah. And she weighs over 200 tons. This enormous woman will devour us all. This is my favorite. There he goes. I meant the statue. Okay, Gilligan. And there we go, Johnny Carson. There's Johnny again, mm-hmm. yeah. Name three castaways. Use the remote. Is this the first time he shoots the TV? Yes, I it think is. So, yeah. Can we talk about Chief Wiggum? And then marches back after 24 miles of walking, and she's still putting it on. I can't believe it. And And it's David Crosby, the first first installment of David Crosby. Yes, that's right. We'll see him again later on in the season. Yes. Congratulations, David Crosby. You're my hero. Oh, you like my music? You're a musician. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go, the George Harrison intro. Oh no, wait, this is the second David Crosby appearance because he's in uh, Marge and Chains, isn't he? Yeah, with. uh, Yes, yes, when Hutz calls him. Yeah. What a nice chap. Wow, what a nice fella. Bellow, that's and, and see, that's the brilliance of it. You have a beetle on here, right? And, and you what is only he give him do? two lines. Yeah, and he has an interaction with Homer over brownies. Yeah. Just dumbing down a whole plate of brownies. I miss 
YouTube. Nice searing of Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yeah, Solid you haven't heard reference. the last of them. And Charlie Chaplin in the background. Yeah, yeah I never noticed that. The Charlie Chaplin painting. Look at that. Happy family friend. Brand I love how he draw. He gives him the the Grammy, and he's like, "Yeah, a Grammy." <laughs> Solid meme right here. Solid meme indeed. Oh, it's a Grammy. Don't throw your garbage down there. He throws it back up and knocks him out. Oh, I love it. Wow! Look at all this B Sharp's merchandise. Lunch boxes, coffee mugs. Funny foam. Get your off the market because they found out it was poison. It was but if you me, if you're dumb enough to eat it, you deserve to die. Yeah, natural what? selection. There you go. Can't believe you're not. <laughs> there you go. What'd you do? Screw up like the Beatles and say you were bigger than Jesus? All the time. It was the title of our second album. <laughs> the second album, bigger than <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. Two references in one with the yeah. uh, Abbey Road and. Uh, He's been consistently popular for over 50 years. So is Sinatra. Well, anyway, we were all getting tired of. Dean Martin still packs him in. Ditto Tom Jones. Shut up. With your father. <laughs> when you Oh, the fake Homer. Yes. Yeah, the fake Homer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he scares the hell out of him. Uh, the head comes off in the glove. <laughs> Santa's little helper buries him in the backyard. This is worse than your song about Mr. T. I pity the fool who doesn't like. He. And where's Barney? <laughs> no, he's with his new girlfriend. The there we go. Here's the John. Yeah, there's Yoko. What a look. I love how his shirt doesn't yeah. fit. And here we go. You <laughs> can listen to this for hours. Eight. Number eight? Uh, number eight? Uh, number eight? Look at Apu. I love his expression. That is, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's been memeing pretty hard. Magazine just came out with its what's hot and what's <laughs> not Elf. issue. Are we hot? We, we are, are not. not. We all went our separate ways. Well, William, I'm back. That's an old shot oh, of the school. How did you spend your summer? I made millions in software and lost them at the track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He must have invested in Apple or something. He must have, yeah. Yeah. Because if it's 1985, yeah, it's got to be Apple or IBM or something. I'd like a single plum, single plum in perfume served in a man's hat. And he just has it ready. Because that's that was an album cover of hers. Oh, it's right in the chicken. Yeah. I'll give her a good home. And I did. I did. Never forget my five and a half weeks at the top. <laughs> it's only, it's, it was only five. Yeah, I, I love no, it. No wonder they were tired. Yeah. heard about this until today. Yeah, what happened to the money you made? Why haven't you hung up your gold record? Since when could you write a song? <laughs> there are perfectly good answers to those questions. But they'll have to wait for another night. Now off yeah, I nice. love how they, they, they conveniently like start asking yeah. the questions. They poke fun at it. And there's the. He's got his plumber's butt. Sergeant, yeah, Sergeant, Sergeant Peppers. Sergeant Peppers, right? Yeah. Yeah, at the back. 
for a good time called Bo what is Edna Crabapple? I never oh, noticed yeah. that before. Yeah. Last year, and an Alberto on yeah. there too. Wonder what would happen if you called that number. We should call and see what happens. I'm. What if it's? Imagine it's Conan's number. <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd be, be fantastic! It's like we've been waiting years for someone, decades for someone to call this number. <laughs> You've won. Fly. Oh, the human fly. That's right. I stayed up all night dyeing my underwear. Extra, extra, sure. uh, yeah, we're like back in the 1920s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. There's nothing in here about the B sharps. Nothing in here about Come the B sharps. Come back. <laughs> It's been done. Done. Nice. That's like, like, the, per, what a perfect way to include him in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what happened. Eh? They, yeah, they went up yes. and tried. The police broke up the concert. This is funny. Because it was on top of Apple Records. Right? Yeah, exactly. Indeed. Okay, I was I underestimated this episode. That episode. It flies by in the best way. Um, yeah, that it flies way in the best way possible. Uh, great usage of the two guests in this one. I completely forgot David Crosby was in this one. Yeah. Um, the the story just flows perfectly. Everything makes sense in a way that doesn't make sense at the same time. Uh, it's fantastic gags. I'm kind of struggling of even one to choose from as I'm speaking right now. There's a couple that I have in mind. Um, but man, I was wrong. Uh, this deserves to be way up, like you guys said. I'm gonna bump mine up to a 9.5. This is right in A plus territory. Maybe a couple of more like really good jokes. Maybe even pushes it up to a 10. But I'm gonna go with a 9.5. I think it's a safe one uh, for this one. Um, Shane, you started at a 9.5. What are you ending with? I'm gonna stand by what I said. I I'm gonna stick at 9.5. I think it's awesome. 9.5. I think is a really good score. Uh, I just I don't think it for me, is close to it that close. I don't think it deserves to be any closer to a 10, in my opinion, just due to it wasn't funny enough for me. Mm -hmm. Like, memorably funny enough, at least, to be a 10 or, like, a 9.8 or a 9.9. So, 9.5. Great episode. Uh, I'm, that's going to be stuck in my head all day and probably everyone else. So, yeah. Yeah, you'll be singing Baby on board for sure. Greg, you started off the highest of us all with a 9.6. What are you ending with? I'm I'm gonna keep it at a nine point six. Like this is probably, it's such a strongly written episode, and I think that it's so properly paced. Like I think that season five ushered in like the properly paced episodes where you didn't mm, feel mm -hmm. like you were, you felt like you were always watching something, like every like was, something's always happening, right? Like there's always, no dull yeah. moment. I yeah, see what you mean. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And like I I. Well, I don't think it's one of the the funniest episodes The Simpsons did. I think it's probably one of the most memorable in the in the sense that you have the Beatles, you have all of the you have all of these different callbacks, and it's another one of those look back episodes that don't make any sense. <laughs> so it's just like it's so perfect. Indeed, indeed, and. Uh, it also shows that, you know, they could do parodies really well, exactly. right? Like, if they were struggling with an idea, for instance, and something couldn't get fleshed out, they could be like, oh, you know what? I've always wanted to do a parody of so-and-so, whatever it ends up happening to be in a certain season. And it usually, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head that would be bad or, you know, not in the A-minus A, A rating territory. 
uh, they usually do them quite well and add their own little touch to them to kind of make it theirs. So yeah, I think I think we're right on the money uh, for like a 9.5, 9.6 right around there. There are some really good gags though to choose from. Some of the ones that I forget about even... I think I actually just watched this episode about a month before recording this when Shane had the uh, the baby on board sticker sent to uh, uh, sent to me. So there's still things that get me that I can, that I forget about, um, and I'm I'm still kind of struggling. But I think if I if I have to pick one, I was debating between three. But if I'm going to pick one, I think it's your musician. I love the way that <laughs> Dan delivers that line about Barney, and it's like. What the hell else would he know David Crosby from <laughs> that he would say, you're my hero, you like my music, you're a musician? Like, what What was he, th- where was that even coming from? And it's a fantastic, fantastic misdirection, one of my uh, all-time favorites. I always forget that's in this episode. The runner-up for me is Captain McAllister fighting the squid. Like, it's just such a cutaway, like, jarring cutaway to the eyes. Like, wait a minute, wasn't we, weren't we just watching Grandpa and Jasper watch listening to this on the radio in the retirement home. Why is it Captain McAllister fighting a squid <laughs> on a boat somewhere in the ocean? Um, yeah, great stuff, but I'll go with your musician. Greg, what about you? I, I have two. I think that the priceless artifacts that they're, that um, Homer throws that, away, that Homer just keeps throwing away. Like there's probably hundreds of millions of dollars worth of artifacts that he has there. And then he just throws them away. And I, I would say my second one is the it's been done. Like I, I think that that's such a perfect way of them integrating George Harrison. Like you have arguably one of the more popular Beatles, and you only give him. I think he only said ten words in the whole episode. Something like that. And it's just like, but it's so properly executed, and it's just perfect. Indeed, yeah. You have one of the biggest names in the history of music. Exactly. And yeah, and, and that's how you use them, and it works. Works perfectly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Good, Some good picks there. Shane, what are you going with? Number eight. Oh, you actually burped there. I didn't know yeah, what that was. was. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. There yeah. you go. That, that, is, that. Um, that is a good one. I'm like, taking this to strange new places, and that's just like, <laughs> number eight. <laughs> <laughs> that that is really great because it also is a great dig at Yoko Ono for some of the nonsense. Um, what's that? That's that. Uh, not postmodern. What's I don't know. Whatever the hell her avant-garde crap that she used to do. Like I remember reading something about how one of her lyrics to a song is like "Make a peanut butter sandwich and you're done." Yeah. But that it's like that's not the lyrics. That's the, the instructions to the song. But that yeah. So she yeah. Good weirdo dig at them, and it's also just great i could listen to that over and over again like barney's burp um put that on a loop i could listen to that for like half an hour it's fantastic oh the memes around that too are great when people change what is going to be played yes on that sound cue yeah people have done some really fun stuff with that indeed indeed. i think another one that's pretty underrated is that making fun of yoko ono's art exhibit with the plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat right that's right. a, that was an art exhibit that Yoko Ono put on. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just weird for the sake of weird. Yeah, like, exactly. You're not doing anything. You're not like representing, um, like the Fourth Crusade or something like that in 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 world history. You're just literally putting a plum and a perfume in a man's hat <laughs> and saying it's something, but it's nothing. It's just garbage. Um, fantastic episode. Uh, had a lot of fun watching this one. 
uh, with you guys. I hope you had fun listening as well. Greg, thanks for uh, joining us as always. We, we're going to have you back for, for Cape Fear, Woo. which is going to be another fun one, another great parody. Um, and Shane, uh, you have the best job of all right now because you get to do plug time. Plug time. Okay. Uh, I don't, I just figured out that I could burp on command, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> new skill unlocked. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Simpsons underscore EBE. This is season five. This is one of the best seasons ever. So come along for the ride. Uh, and then after you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Spotify, uh, hit that follow button and then rate us five stars, please. That helps out the show. And, uh, Greg, I'm not sure if you're aware of what we're, uh, planning to do with all of our, mm-hmm. uh, you know, donation money. But uh, if you click the, click the link in the description called buy me a coffee, all money will be donated to our future Willy Wonka sewering of Coconell's grandpa, uh, day. That's the whole. That's the, that's the official. Bit. That's the official name. For it. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it'll be all sorts of fun. Um, we're about twenty. We have about twenty six thousand dollars raised for it. We're about a quarter. We need about a quarter million more. Uh, it'll be all sorts of fun. We'll, we'll get the location. There'll be opportunities to take uh, a picture in a filthy old bed with three other people. Um, scavenger hunts for golden tickets, and then the triumphant um, finale to the weekend is pelting the grandpa somebody dressed up as the grandpa in a maze with all sorts of spoiled fruits and vegetables um and then i've had a couple of people ask me what's all the money going toward why do you need another quarter million uh we are going to have a big concert bash um we're gonna get creed that's our goal we're gonna get creed uh we're gonna bring scott stapp out of retirement i think he's retirement i think he's alive still and we're gonna get creed we're gonna have them on it's gonna be uh and we're gonna have uh all sorts of different foods um, coconut cream pie, uh, all sorts of different pies. So that's a fun-filled weekend it's going to be. You've got your Willy Wonka, you've got your Creed, you've got your coconut cream pie. You can't ask for any more in life, so let's make this happen, like Shane said, at Buy Me a Coffee. Um, and I believe and I believe uh, it was Scott Staff who said if everyone in America sends him a dollar, he can get back on his feet. So that's $356 million, everybody. See, and he's playing the role of happy dude. Just send him a dollar. Exactly. And he he's got the, he's got it. Just give. He just says, "Me want bad money, please give now." Uh, so send send Scott Staff your love. Don't send him money though, because he'll use it on heroin. But don't tell him I said that because we need him to play the show. Um, typically, I I give the 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 last the last word on what Shane Shane did a great job in the last four episodes of last season with his fake um, spooky, sexy murder mystery podcast intros. Uh, Greg. What do you want to hear uh, from Shane? What's your audio challenge for him to play this episode out on? I would like to hear something close to the B-sharps and close to the Beatles. Oh, so like a like like kind of a barbershop, some sort of barbershop mix? Yes, a barbershop rock and roll mix, if you can find it. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be. That's an interesting challenge. Yeah, there's, okay, there's all sorts of barbershop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Barbershop sixties rock. No, what do you really barber, want? Barbershop rock. Let's see if you can find some sort of barbershop quartet. I'm sure we could find. Yeah, that. I'm curious to see uh, what, who you'll end up picking. We'll plug them in the next episode. Everyone loves that barbershop. Gotta love that barbershop. It's uh, so hit. play us out, Shane. Um, sorry, what were you gonna say there, Greg? It's not been popular since Ot Six. Ot six, I say it all the time. Mm. I'm a dang nabbit. Um, we'll play off with Barbershop, the 
still reigning number one genre of music in the country of Latvia. So all you Latvians out there, turn up them dials. Here we go, Shane. Play us out. We'll see you for Cape Fear. Barbershop is in danger of growing stale. I'm taking it to strange new places. Yeah, but I'm not gonna let it change our life. Oh, what a nice fella. Come on, eat.